0: morning good morning good morning okay so um what is your 2020 christmas card stack starting to starting to look like uh i will admit to you a number of them are being communicated this year digitally but it is a distinctively 2020 christmas in terms of people's christmas cards and christmas letters here's a christmas letter from joel and jane uh january our son chris visited march trip was canceled april trip was canceled uh Trip was canceled June, July. Trip was canceled August. We did have a long weekend. Uh, September, um, Joel hiked the Grand Tetons with his friend Rich, but they had to drive there. September to December, well, a lot of remote learning help, which they did with their grandkids. Thanksgiving, well, just the two of us. Uh, Grandson had a pending COVID test result. and December 7th, we had a COVID test, Jane and Joel. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Christmas cards. What are you doing this year for Christmas cards? What are they looking like? It's kind of uh it's kind of funny. You could share yours with me on Twitter. I'm at Carmen LaBurge. You could share them with me on Facebook at Reconnect with Carmen. You could share your Christmas card with me on Instagram at Carmen Fowler Laburge. Uh you could email it to me, Carmen at MyFaithRadio.com, all kinds of ways. I'd love to see your Christmas card this year. So, um, so let's have at it. I love the ones with the pictures and the poems and you know. All the good stuff. OK, earlier this week, the Cartoon Network released a comic featuring several children who were talking amongst themselves um, about preferred gender pronouns. Yep, it's a comic strip. It's a Cartoon Network. I think it's one of those things you need to be aware of. Kids are paying attention to it. We probably are not. Uh, here's another Quick media headline, Lauren Daigle, who many of us love. I mean, like, she's just precious. Her music is excellent. Her, her voice is so rich. Lauren Daigle was dropped from the Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve lineup because, well, she appeared at a worship event in New Orleans where she lives and had the audacity to sing out loud, outside. All right. So we're going to catch up with some other media headlines right now and maybe what to watch over Christmas with Focus on the families. Adam Holtz. incom We'll be right back. Joining me now, Adam Holtz from Focus on the Families Plugged In. You can check out the reviews we're going to talk about today at PluggedIn.com. Adam, welcome back.
2: Good morning, Carmen.
0: Okay, so I have a question for you um, because I just I just got a little alert that Vice President Mike Pence just received live on television uh, the uh, the coronavirus vaccine. Um, is this going to become like this season's version of that ice water challenge? <laughs>
2: Well, it certainly could. I mean, we have social media and, you know, the Internet never sleeps. It is always ravenously hungry and it always wants new content. And, uh, you know, I I think that we'll probably see celebrities who are wanting to um, demonstrate that they are all in with doing everything they can to help. And, yeah, it probably will. Wouldn't surprise me a bit.
0: All right. The virus vaccine goes viral. That will be the headline. All right. Adam Holtz, uh, <clears throat> give us a review. Um, first of all, wild mountain thyme. And thyme is the really delicious, um, tasty herb that I like to right. use in chicken. That's the kind of thyme right. we're talking about. Wild Reds mountain and, uh, thyme.
2: Parsley, sage, rosemary, and mm, thyme. There
0: you go. Uh, thyme.
2: This is a, sort of a slow-burning, uh, very Irish kind of story, and it stars Emily Blunt and Jamie Dornan. And basically they've been in love forever, but he uh he can't quite get up the gumption to to marry her, and his dad is dying. He's the oldest son, and he basically says, Son, I want to give you the farm, but you know, you're a ne'er do well single guy. You need to suck it up and figure out how to get married. So uh, it's a it's a pretty delightful movie in some ways. Uh, it has actually a fair amount of spiritual conversations about whether God exists or not, and there are different perspectives on that. Um, not too much content, just a, a smattering of profanity. Actually, Jesus' name is misused quite a few times, so if that's an area of sensitivity, this may not be one that you want to watch, but... Um, Yeah, a pretty fun, quiet, quirky rom-com.
0: All right. Um, Now, here's one I got to tell you uh, I am personally very excited about. It is The Three Wise Men.
2: The Three Wise Men. You know, (laughs) you may know as much or more about The Three Wise Men than I do. This is an animated film. uh, So fun.
0: It's so fun. Anything that Andy Griffin is voicing is fun. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just tell people that they can go watch it. Watch com. Like, right? I just give it away. Yeah. Watch com.
2: Well, and what people need to know is that it's two storytellers who have a lot of experience with animation. So this isn't their first rodeo, as the saying goes. So uh, Yarrow Cheney has been involved with The Secret Life of Pets, The Grinch, Despicable Me, um, and produced... The real effects animation stuff, Rumble, Scoob. Anyway, this is uh, these are people who really have done a labor of love, and even looking at the website, it's just adorable. I mean, I know it.
0: To- it totally makes me happy. The whole thing makes me happy. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be. I am. I'm excited about this one. I don't. Yes. I don't generally. You know me. I don't generally get very excited about very much when it comes to um, movies. But I am. I might be as excited about the Three <clears> Wisemen <throat> as I was about the Christmas Star. wasn't it? The, wasn't that the one with the donkey and the star a couple of years ago? Uh, it was just, the and it was star. also animated.
2: Yep, that was just the star.
0: Okay, see, I yep. loved that one too. I know. Maybe yeah. this is my, <sighs> yeah, my inner child. Okay, it's your, let's. Um,
2: it's, your, it's your movie love language.
0: It is my movie la- at Christmas. This is definitely my movie. Animated love
2: Christmas movies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> animated. Yes. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about Greenland? Sure. All right. So, not the nation, but the film?
2: The nation and the film. Uh, oh. Mostly the film, though. Imagine a comet is coming to Earth, and it's going to kill everybody. But thankfully, the military has figured out how to save a few people. And its you're almost guaranteed to be saved if your name is Gerard Butler. So <laughs> this is a story uh, where Gerard Butler is the main character. He and his wife are on the brink of divorce because he's cheated Uh, they have a son who has some problems Um, it's a mess life's a mess and lo and behold and I'm not making this up what I'm about to say a comet named Clark you know because if a comet's going to wipe out the earth let's name it Clark uh, is on the way and they have to get to Greenland but of course it's never that easy Uh, he and his wife have been deemed basically genetically acceptable to keep humanity going after everybody's Mm. wiped out but But their son has some health problems, and so he has not been chosen, and they're separated. And, I mean, Gerard Butler's like, oh, no, my son is coming, and we are going to survive this comet. Uh, My joking aside, it's a very familiar trope. I mean, we had deep impact. Uh, You know, this is the asteroid crashing into Earth thing is almost an entire genre unto itself. But there's a, actually some deeper messages about family, about faithfulness, about forgiveness, which sounds like it could be a Baptist three point sermon right there because it's alliterated. Uh, so, a little bit more depth than usual. You've got uh, a fair bit of violence and some profanity, typical stuff for a PG 13 actioner. So, you can check that out at Plugged In if you want to know more about that one.
0: All right. And then um, I know that on Christmas, the movie Soul. Is going to yes. release, and that's not like the soul of a shoe. That's like the soul of a human being. S O U L soul
2: of a human being. That is exactly right. So this is this Pixar's is fascinating.
0: Movie.
2: Yeah, this is um this is a really interesting movie, and you know if you know anything about Pixar, they they do remarkably creative things, and this is another, I think, incredibly ambitious story. And it's about a 40-year-old wannabe jazz musician who's incredibly talented. He's a middle school teacher. He's biding his time, and he gets his big chance to sit in with a jazz legend. Uh, Unfortunately, before that can happen, he falls through a manhole cover and dies, (laughs) which is rather strange.
0: Awful, Uh, yes.
2: And he is on an escalator up to the great beyond, as it's called, and he's like, no, I'm not done yet. And so he starts running down the elevator. Now, typically when you run down the elevator after you die, you're, you know, headed to the other place, but that's not where he ends up. He ends up in a place called the great before, which is where people who have died, who apparently are deemed worthy, go to help unborn souls get ready to live. Um, so Gandhi is there. Mother Teresa is there, um, it's a really interesting story, and in typical Pixar fashion, fashion uh, really engaging. I mean, it's a it's a delightful story, and he meets a soul there who doesn't want to be born, and he has to coach her on why living life uh, is the right thing. So it's a very pro-life movie, but it doesn't take a Christian rocket scientist to see that theologically none of this lines up even a wit with – any kind of a Christian understanding of the afterlife or the soul. I mean, there's a fairly long tradition theologically of, you know, talking about the pre-existence of the soul, but I think I'm on pretty safe ground saying that you know, Orthodox Christian theology doesn't really believe that our souls exist before uh, conception. You know, God knew that we were coming, but that doesn't mean that we're in some sort of holding we cell an waiting to yeah. be born. Right, <laughs> right. However,
0: so, I do, I do think Adam, it's going to provoke some conversations with people who are Mormon, who actually do espouse such a theology, where okay. apparently pre-existent souls actually choose their parents. So okay. I do. I mean, I think that there are some very provocative theological conversations to be had wow. about this film, and so yep. I think that. Um, yeah, I think that we want people to recognize that what is espoused in this movie is not a Christian worldview. It's not a biblical worldview, but it does enable us to engage in conversations that are deeply theological about why people think what they think, about yep. where we came from, where we're going, uh, what happens after we die. I mean, I, those are provocative conversations, and anytime the world gives us an entry point into those conversations, we ought to, we ought to take it.
2: I totally agree with you on that. And I think for some of us, it will actually potentially be a catalyst to clarify what we think about some of those issues. You know, sometimes we, things are kind of vague and then something comes along and it's like, well, I don't think that's right. But then you mm-hmm. get into thinking through it and you're like, okay, well, what do I actually believe and why? And I think this could be that kind of catalytic uh, storytelling experience, especially if you've got kids who are interested in seeing it.
0: Yeah. All right. Hey, Adam and I have to take a very brief break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what's streaming for families this Christmas. That's up next on Mornings with Carmen. Oh, all ye faithful, and Continue my conversation with Adam Holtz from Focus on the Families Plugged In. Um, Adam, I'm noting that there is a piece at PluggedIn.com entitled Uh, what's new and streaming for families for December, 2020. Um, can you give us a quick look at this? Because then I want to talk with you about the release of cyberpunk 2077.
2: Well, every month new stuff comes and goes from all the streaming services. So on Netflix, uh, this month you can watch ET Kung Fu Panda 2 and Monster House, uh, Amazon has Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. In the 2006 movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, which wouldn't be a great one necessarily for really young kids, but I think for teens would be terrific. And Hulu has The Secret Garden, Charlotte's Web, and, wait for it, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, so some, <clears throat> some great stuff out there, and there are other things on that list. I'll also say that if you are a fan of When Calls the Heart – the first five seasons are leaving Netflix in January. So, uh, you know, between now and then, I guess it's when Calls the Heart binge time, which is my family's sweet spot.
0: Okay. All right. Now, I want to talk with you or have you talk with us about um, video games. Video yeah. games are not what they used to be. We're not talking anymore about Pong on Atari. Talk with no, us about uh, where, we, where we are in video games and in particular, Cyberpunk 2077.
2: Well, video games are really an immersive, cinematic experience where you're participating in a movie-like story in every way. <clears throat> and Cyberpunk 2077 is one that has been in production for a long time. Uh, it's got a pretty Byzantine plot. I'm not going to really unpack it, uh, other than to say it's a dystopian future where you're on a mission to find secret chips and and that sort of thing. It involves lots of Killing lots of, well, lots of everything bad that you could possibly do. If you have ever seen uh, Blade Runner or The Fifth Element, imagine those fused with Grand Theft Auto. So it's an open world, dystopian environment where you can do all kinds of things, including, in addition to the violence, there's a ton of sexual content here. And if you've played a, a video game recently, you know that you have an avatar. <clears throat> an avatar is a digital representation of of your character, of yourself, and you can you know pick hair color, eye color, that sort of thing. Well, this one gets way more granular. I mean, you can you know I'm I'm gonna this may be <laughs> sensitive, but you get to decide what your your avatar's Anatomy. sexual body mm-hmm. parts look like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm and there are sexual encounters, there's full frontal nudity. So in some ways, this is potentially closer to a soft core pornographic kind of experience, or can be. You don't have to go there as a player, but you certainly can. And with how realistic graphics are these days, uh, I think if, if you're not sort of up to date on what's happening with video games, it might be stunning to walk in and see your kids playing this. And I know my son is 14, and some of his friends are totally excited about this game, and I'm reasonably certain their parents have no idea what is in this game.
0: Yeah, when they're not actively killing people in this game, they are doing uh, things that we would also consider X-rated. And
2: um, That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: So um, that's really, uh, it's just critical for, for parents to be paying a whole lot closer attention uh, to what's going on. Gaming is not what it used to be, and those gaming consoles are, um, are allowing uh, players into an experience. It's no longer passive. It's actually very, very much um, engaged and active. Talk with us. You guys also do music reviews at Plugged In. We do. So let me just let me just remind people: if you go to PluggedIn.com, dot com, they got reviews of all kinds of things, including now YouTube channels. So there's all kinds of cool stuff. Check it out if you haven't been there recently. Give us a quick um, music review: Taylor Swift's new release, Evermore.
2: Well, last week Taylor Swift out of nowhere for the second time this year. Dropped a surprise album, and Taylor Swift is arguably the biggest musician in the world, so millions of people snapped it up and I would say Taylor is getting mature both in good ways and some not so good ways. Uh, it feels less sort of teeny bopperish in the way that she sings about things. Uh, there is a reflective i think element to how she's thinking about life and love and relationships that um, that I like. These are songs for adults, but they're also songs for adults in that she swears a lot and she talks about her sexual relationships. And so <clears throat> this is not the cute little 16-year-old Taylor Swift with a guitar singing about romance. This is pretty gritty stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And if, if not R-rated, at least uh, a hard PG-13, if you will. Um, and I think, again, if you haven't been keeping up with Taylor, you might be surprised by her language and you might be surprised by her candor singing uh, about sex-related stuff. Uh, And so I think, uh, again, you need to be aware of of what her evolution as an artist looks like because she's not where she was five or ten years ago.
0: And yet she's bringing along with her um, those teeny boppers who were following her oh, 5 yeah. or 10 years ago and yep. so that's important to recognize like right when you know 5 or 10 years Absolutely. ago when you were excited that your daughter or your niece or your granddaughter was a was a Taylor Swift fan um they're still a Taylor Swift fan today and um right. and this is not an album that you really want maybe to buy for them like it's like right i mean that's this is the challenge that we face like the exactly. um yeah
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thank
0: you for helping us continue to navigate it. You guys are doing great work. Uh, the website is PluggedIn.com. It's a ministry of Focus on the Family. You can find Adam there and all of his colleagues um, doing really great work um, watching and reviewing things uh, so we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, that's exactly. not the way to say it. Yeah. No, thank no. you so much. We really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll talk again in 2021. Yes.
2: Yes, we will. Thank you, Carmen.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. God's sneak attack on the forces of evil. That sounds like a good way to describe Christmas, does it not? All right. What is today? Today is the day the Lord has made. We're rejoicing uh, in it. Today is December the 18th. Today is... Oh, it's Susie Larson's birthday! Yay! Okay, Susie Larson is going to join us next. We are going to celebrate uh, her birth, her birthday. We're also going to celebrate the great giveaway. We're going to get you all prepped up for participating this afternoon in uh, in Susie Larson Live, where the great giveaway is actually going to happen. Okay, that's up next. Here on Mornings with Carmen.
1: Christmas is a season of interruption. Some we enjoy, some we don't. This is Max Locato. You may be facing an interruption during this season of life. What you wanted and what you received do not match. And now you're troubled and anxious. Everything inside you and every voice around you says, Get out, get angry. But don't listen to those voices. You cannot face a crisis if you don't face God first. Colossians 1, 16 and 17 says, For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything, got started in Him and finds its purpose in Him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. God holds it all together, and He will hold it together for you. This is Max Locato. Because of
3: Bethlehem.
0: All righty. That is the walk-up music today for Susie Larson. Um, She is having a birthday today. Happy birthday, girl. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. So good to start my birthday with you. I love it. Okay, so uh, here we go. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey. That is wow. all I have. I know. I, I know. Moment. I'm a terrible singer. And I a- <laughs> I'm going to no. let that in.
3: <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show this morning. Appreciate it so much.
0: Well, thank you for having me on your show earlier this week. Mm. Okay, that was really fun. Um, I don't know why we've never done that before, but it was
3: a great joy. So thank you for that privilege. I seriously want to bring you back once a month. Our listeners loved it. And, you know, I think there, we have some overlap with our shows, but I do think that there are some who listen in the afternoon who maybe aren't up this early that are going to start tuning in to you because they really responded to what you had to say. And you and I were talking about one of the things we do with our kids uh, at, right at Christmas time as we're exiting this year and going into the next year, we ask them three questions. What has the Lord taught you this last year? What life lesson are you taking into the next year? And what do you want from the Lord in the coming year? And a couple of things you, stood, uh, you said that so stood out that we actually revisited on my show yesterday with my guest. And uh, it was one is, the life lesson, you're not taking anything for granted anymore. Things that you once thought were rights, you realize are privileges. And the thing that you were asking God for is personal, national, and global revival and peace. So now I'm turning the table because and I'm going to be a, a host here. I want you to talk a little bit more about that because I've been really pondering that, thinking a lot about both of those answers.
0: Hmm. So the not taking anything for granted um, For me, gets to everything from, you know, I'm not going to take it for granted that I'm going to have another opportunity to visit with my mom, Mm -hmm. um, or I'm not going to take it for granted that the technology that I rely on every day is necessarily going to work, or that my kids are going to get up and go to school so that I can have my... my piece and my space to do my thing, right? I'm not mm-hmm. taking any of that, I'm not taking any of the systems for granted, I'm not taking it for granted that we get to actually go to church and gather together. I'm not taking that for granted anymore. It's a, it's an honor, it's a privilege, it's a gift. Um, and as soon as I can restart doing many of those things, I am going to, and I'm going to count them as grace every single time, I'm not gonna take them for granted anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that's part of that conversation. The um the conversation uh you know you really it was a very very provocative question when you when you framed it the way that you did what are we asking God for in 2021 and when you when you asked me that Susie I think that what I had to admit was I don't want to under ask like exactly. I'm you know like you know I might want to hedge if if I'm making a promise to somebody if I'm agreeing to do something I might want to you know under promise so that I can over perform but you know when it comes to God you can't over ask. And so um, I want to I want to ask God for what only God can give and god God is in a position to give revival at a personal level, which would then provoke revival in local families and congregations and communities, which would then provoke a revival nationally, which then would provoke um, revival globally and I yeah. want to fan the flame of that I want to ask God for that I want to um, Point it out when we I want to bear witness to it when we see it when we know it's taking place. Um, So yeah, I want to I want to ask God for that because then I think that the result of all of that ultimately is peace. And I love it. I think that's what he wants to give.
3: Well, you know, peace, that shalom that, that God does offer us, that he promises us. And he you think about what that all means. It means wholeness. It actually means like a soul prosperity. You know, it means relationships, wellness. There's, look up the word shalom. It's, it's pretty profound what God wants and what the Jewish people mean when they say shalom to one another. And as you're talking, Carmen, I'm thinking of two verses that Kevin I have been really— praying into one is Jeremiah 33, three. And it says this, call on me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things, which you do not know. And then first John five fourteen fifteen, 15, it says, and this is the confidence that we have before him. Anything we ask according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have that which we've asked before him. So for me, Carmen, in this, what people are calling a post truth culture this is my truth, this is your truth. I'm cherry picking not only what I'm choosing to believe, but even as far as it relates to theology, you see that happening. You know, I want to know the truth because Jesus is the truth, he's the way. And so in the midst of the chaotic noise, I want to discern the truth. So I'm going after that, Jeremiah 33. Lord, I'm calling on you. So tell me great and mighty things i do not know and i want to pray your will because i want to see mountains move in this next year so i so loved having you on because you sharpened me so well and i just felt like the the conversation just um was just marked by power and insight and so i just want to thank you again for joining me Mm. so one of
0: the things i want to talk about today with you is um the great giveaway we want to preview Mm. what you're going to do this afternoon With listeners, because it's really, really fun. So tell us what the great giveaway is um, and why we're doing it.
3: I love that you asked and that you were willing to just chat about this a little bit. So I started with Faith Radio about 15 years ago. So for four years, I was a guest host. So I started this back then. I asked for permission to do it. And I just said, I want to mobilize the multitudes into random acts of kindness. And I went out to Target on my own and bought a basket of Christmas goodies. And, um, And I just said, call in on this particular day and come back like kind of from the mission field and tell me what you did. Now, some would say, well, I don't want to go out and do something kind and call in and brag about it. You're supposed to not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. But Scripture also says let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So I said, I'm not calling for you to give your name and address and exactly what you did, but I want you to call in and kind of come back from the mission field and say, look what God did. And if you're a recipient of kindness this season, tell us about that as well. I cannot even tell you, year after year, Carmen, the people who've listened, who said they had to pull off the road because they were weeping, Because they were so overwhelmed by one piece of good news after another, after another, just to envision and hear about all these people going, you know what, I stepped out of my hustle bustle, and I noticed someone and I tended to them. And it's just been so powerful. I mean, there was a few years where I said something like, do the best thing you can with $15. And if you don't have any money, then just do the best thing you can. But there were people who put their $15 with other people. I remember one story. Uh, this this man got other people together who weren't even listeners. And then they became listeners of Faith Radio. But he said, can you put your 15 with my 15 And they put together a party for special needs kids so their parents could go out on a date. And they sent pictures in. And he was one that received a great giveaway. Way, excuse me, basket because it was so creative and so heartfelt. And you know, we're, we're, we're in a COVID era now, but there are still creative ways you can be kind. And so we're just asking that. So I, at, during the three o'clock hour today, we'll open up the phone lines. My husband, Kevin, will be co hosting with me. And we are, you know, it's always a risk, Carmen. Every year I'm like, I hope people call, <laughs> but I'll just sing if they don't. But it's always so amazing when people call and say, you know, I wouldn't have done this. But I bought some gift cards and stopped and, and gave them to a homeless person on the side of the road. Or I, mm-hmm. I went across the street and brought a pie to my shut-in neighbor. I never thought she liked me, but here I come to find out she didn't think I liked her. I mean, you know, it's just amazing what can happen if we can say, I'm not going to brace and guard myself from getting hurt. I'm going to let my guard down and be concerned for others and let Jesus do, do what he does. So I pray that you'll call um engage. you still got a few hours. If you haven't done that, go clear off somebody's windshield, send a note, do what you can, and then call and tell us about it at three o'clock. I love that. All right. So uh, Susie Larson and I are going to continue our conversation
0: in just a moment. Um, Susie, one of my friends has outed me on the text line, and so I might have to share a story when we come back. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, this is uh, this is a, a really fun version of a great giveaway preview. The great giveaway is actually this afternoon during Susie Larson Live at three o'clock. So we want you to prep to participate in that. This is your this is your final preparation uh, for that on Mornings with Carmen. So we'll be right back. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Wow, Susie, we got all the kids we know together <laughs> and had them sing to you. That, that was pre-COVID, COVID, right? You just saved that, it for me for today. That was, we actually had them all socially distanced. They're all just happened to be singing uh, perfectly together on a Zoom call or something. That's yes. amazing.
3: Yeah. Susie try Larson to compete I, with Jesus. I'm just saying, try yeah, to compete you, with Jesus when you got a birthday a week before Christmas. Right? Exactly. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we're
0: celebrating Susie Larson's birthday mm-hmm. in the way that she likes to, which is to give a bunch of stuff away to other people. Um, because that's how God wired her. And um, it's a great testimony and witness. We call it the Great Giveaway. You can find out more about it if you go to MyFaithRadio.com. Um, if you if you go there today and sign up, you're going to say to yourself, well, it's too late for me to get the little cards and all of that. It's not too late, however, to get the list of really great ideas. And so um, that's what's posted there right now. Um, also, uh, some great giveaway stories, and we want to hear your story as well. You can text us now at 877 877- Nine three three two four eight four. We're going to really encourage you to call in during the three p.m. hour today to Susie Larson Live. She and Kevin will uh, be there co-hosting the show, fielding your great giveaway calls and testimonies, the things that God has provoked you to do um, to share His goodness and grace with others in this season. So, uh, Susie, I have a friend named Jessica who listens to the show, and um, she she happens to know some things about me, and so she's outed me on the text line about something that happened yesterday um, when I went grocery shopping. So sort of in the spirit of um, none of us like to tell stories on ourselves, but some sometimes the bearing witness to each other um, will provoke an idea and a thought exactly. in another person, and that's really what we're trying to do. So I'm not sharing this as a, you know, pat on the back to myself. I'm sharing this because Jessica... Um, tried to call in and share it, and and we don't have call screeners at this hour. So there you go. So Jessica, thank you for uh, texting in at 877-933-2484. Here's my brief uh, story of my great giveaway um, yesterday. So I'm doing my regular grocery shopping, um, and I, I don't like to go to the self-checkout. I like to go to the checkout checkout because I even if I have to stand in line longer, I get to see a person. And I feel like you know, in these COVID days, anytime I get to see a person, even if I have to talk to them through a big shield, um, it makes me happy. So uh, Chelsea was checking out my groceries. I could just tell by her, by her countenance that something was wrong. And so I just, you know, said, hey, you know, you okay? Um, And she said, yes. And I said, oh, that's not very convincing. You know, like what's going on? And she said, "I, I broke up with my boyfriend this morning. And I said, oh, that's, you know, that is really hard. And she said, it took me three years to get up the courage
3: wow
0: and i said i'm so proud of you and she said what you don't even know me and i said anything that took 3 years to get up the courage to do required a lot of courage and so i'm really proud of you and she teared up a little bit and she's like that's so nice you know thank you and you know she's checking out my spaghetti squash or whatever and um and i had some cupcakes in my in my train of things and she's like oh are you celebrating something and i said yes we're celebrating the end of the first semester of Ellie's senior year and Matthew's freshman year. Um, Even though we didn't go to school very much, we're still celebrating that the semester is over. And she's like, oh, these are my favorite. And she's going to, you know, we talked about the cupcakes for a minute. And um, I just, God provoked this question in me, like, what's going to be the hardest thing to leave behind? And she said, oh, the Christmas tree we bought together. And I said, OK, Chelsea, if the hardest thing to leave behind in this relationship is the Christmas tree you bought together, you're going to be just fine. Oh, wow. I mean,
3: right? So yes. Yeah, right. So, good.
0: so mm. I, we're done. I leave. I go put my groceries in the car. God is like knocking on my heart like this is not over. Hello. Hello. Mm. This is not over. So I went back in and I went to the floral area and they have these little Grinch Christmas trees that are, it's a real Christmas tree, but it's like wrapped up with a ribbon and has one ornament on the top and has a little sack around the bottom. Looks like a Grinch Christmas tree, they're, but they're little. And um, and I went and got the cupcakes. Now I had bought the cupcakes that were on sale and I got her the really like fancy cupcakes of the same kind. Mm. And mm-hmm. I went and I checked out at self-checkout this time and I told the manager what I was doing because I wanted her to be able to take these things with her, right? Because she's an employee, she can't just walk out. With stuff. So anyway, so I took him back to her row and waited till she was done with the next customer. And I gave him to her and she just like lit up and she's like, I, I just, what are you doing? I'm like, well, here's a tree you can take with you. Portable tree, really uh, fun yeah. and cupcakes. And she's like
3: to eat as I drive away. I'm like, yes, exactly. So there you go. There's my little great giveaway testimony. Love it. You know, that's fantastic. And that's the thing is that receptivity where, excuse me, a little tickle in my throat, but that idea of where you're so in step with God that you notice the people that he would notice if he were walking in your shoes. And. Carmen, I'm thinking of one time when I was a recipient of, of a great giveaway, when our kids were little, as many who know if they know my story, battled Lyme disease, and, we, and it, it drained our, our finances. So our, our medical debt at that point was greater than our income, and it feel, felt impossible to survive. And I, But I remember just feeling the prompt with, with the Lord to bring our little ones into the into the need, so to speak. And I remember my hubby was working extra jobs. And, uh, so I, I, we didn't have any groceries and we didn't, we wouldn't have had, I don't think hardly anything to eat the next day. And I didn't want to scare them, but I want to be appropriate. So I just, I got them on their knees in the living room. We all knelt down by the couch. And I said, boys, you know, this, this is a little tricky time for us as a family, but we're going to just ask Jesus to take care of us and to, to bring us the food that we need. And, uh, he's good. And I, so I didn't inspire any fear, but I just said, let's look to Jesus for this need. And so my little boys all lined up in their, you know, jammies or no, we hadn't gotten in the bath yet. We just, they, we got on our knees, we prayed and then we went and had a bath. And so I'm giving them a bath and I'm telling you having three little boys in the bathtub, you can't do anything (laughs) but that. I hear the doorbell ring, but I couldn't answer it because Kev was gone. And so I'm like, whatever that is, we'll get it later. I got them all cleaned up, got them in their jammies, I forgot about the door, because when you have three boys, I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyway, Kev got home late that night with arms of groceries. We did not have money for those groceries, so I was stressed immediately. I'm like, you went to the store? We don't, you know, and he said, no, these were on the front doorstep. And I Mm. just couldn't Mm. believe it. And I don't know why we can't believe it when we ask. As you say, we ask audaciously, and then we're so shocked and surprised when God answers. But it was, you know, I know God doesn't always answer that quickly, but to bring my little guys into the need... And to be able to say, look what Jesus did. We prayed. You were in the bathtub. Remember the doorbell rang? Somebody dropped off groceries on our doorstep. And I just think, Carmen, if we could be, not just at Christmas time, but be the hands and feet of Christ truly, we would enter into an adventure that is really precious. I mean, for you to notice that cashier, I mean, if we could start to be noticers all year long we would have testimonies all year long and it's just the it's just the cry of my heart that we could be that way and i just think especially in this day with what our world has been through in 2020 there's a lot of people who need healing tending who need a kind gift a gesture and we if not us then who so i just let's do this you know amen let's do this it's called the great giveaway we
0: want you to participate this afternoon in the 3 to 4 i think it's going to bleed over into Bill's uh, show as well. Um, but go ahead and plan now to call in to Susie Larson Live this afternoon. Um, Susie, is it the same number that we always give, 877 933 2484? Absolutely. So put it in your speed dial so we can see oh, it from it. They have it. They <laughs> exactly. Text it. They text us all the time. So this afternoon, you're going to call in to 877 933 2484. You're going to share your great giveaway testimony. If you want to know more about it, go to MyFaithRadio.com. There's a list of really great ideas right now. Um, If you just need a little inspiration and encouragement, we just want you to participate. God has given us the greatest gift ever in Jesus Christ. And it's just an opportunity during this Christmas season um, to give it away in new ways, uh, the expression of unconditional love. Susie Larson, thank you so much. Happy birthday, my friend. I love you so much. Have a great day. It's mutual. You too. We'll be right back. Gift you receive when you give this away. All right, I'm loving your text messages this morning. For those of you who think you're going to have to work up the courage to call this afternoon, I do know that when you call this afternoon, if you would prefer to just record your testimony, you can. If going live on the radio is just too scary, I completely understand that. Going live on the radio is totally terrifying every single day. Um, But uh, you are encouraged to participate in the great giveaway. God has given to us greatly, and we want to extend that grace to others. And then we want to hear how it is that God nudged you Uh, nudged you to reach out in grace and graciousness to others. So the great giveaway. Be sure you mark your calendar for 3 p.m. today to call into Susie Larson live. Um, And thank you so much for being uh, with me today and just celebrating all that God is doing. Have a great weekend and God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app.